This is episode 101, 101, 101 of the Q&A podcast. Can you believe it? My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me, as always, is my pal DeQuincy. Hey guys, what's up? DeQuincy. What's up? I have a question. I have an answer. Is it true that you, mm-hmm. you yourself, are the man responsible for Dallas Keuchel leaving the Houston Astros by taking your advice to... Are you, are you technical? To... Taking your advice to... Okay, let me tell a story. So, my girlfriend works as a groomer at Petco, and last week she was getting off late, and of course, uh, my son is antsy in the car, so we go inside to see her, and uh, we're talking talking to her, as the other guy, uh, Miles, that works there as well, so we're talking to them, so they, um, she goes to the back, and Miles is still at the front counter, and I'm like, oh, I gotta go to a restaurant, let me go, so I head off towards the restroom, and I look down the um, the dog treat aisle, and there, standing with a bag of dog feed under his arms, is Dallas Keuchel. You knew right away. Uh, the beard is a dead giveaway. He's not as tall as I thought he was. He's probably got like an inch or so over me. Uh, I guess that's just... Is it a humble brag? No, not a humble <laughs> brag. That's just like sports. You always think everybody's like somewhere between 6'5 and seven foot and you right. really meet it was like oh you're not you're not crazy tall so uh i knew he was busy um and you know public life so i didn't really want to like be over there and fanboy and take a picture so i just walked up to him i said i said hey and i said uh, i just congratulate him on his, his season you know win the world series last year and i told him and you know gave him a fist pound i told him whatever you do you know get that money oh so there, that's it. Yeah, look, I uh, look. We've been we talked about this before. I'm always going to be on the side of players over management. Of course, get as because that's how I am in my life. Get as much money as you can. Because he took that. He took your advice to hold on. <laughs> Technical took that advice. As he should. I'm. Were you also? Were you wondering why I kept playing that part all night since you've been here while we we're setting up? I gave it no thought. I thought you, you <laughs> were just some that part just got stuck in your head, and you were just listening to it over and over again. But yeah, I told him, you know, go out there, free agency, give what you can, and live the best life. Set up you, your children, your grandchildren, get that eighty, ninety million deal, even if it's not in Houston. I got no. You did what you you got. He won multiple gold gloves, a World Series, and a Cy Young. You did everything you were supposed to do at a price that, based that frankly, he was underpaid. He's been underpaid for his six years of service in the Houston Astros uniform. So, you know, go get your money. Got no problem with that. So, are you convinced? And I, you know, I don't know if you want to table the discussion, but uh, for later on in the episode. But are you convinced that? He's going to get that money elsewhere, or is there any chance he resigns with the Astros? 
50-50. 50-50. Okay. Either he stays or he goes. 50-50. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'll get right into that right now. I think if really if I had to, to bet on it, I would bet that he stays in Houston. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. That's that. I think that's got to be encouraging for you know for people out there who don't think don't be encouraged because I said it. I'm a Yahoo. I know nothing. Well, still, you know, I think most people already. Well, I don't think there's anybody that is, um, is holding out hope that he's. I think most people are convinced that he's he's moving on. Like that's it. He, he's he's getting out of town. So at least one person out there. Um, is uh, wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, you wouldn't be surprised. And I'll tell you this: I this I didn't feel this way a week ago, but then the news came out about Lance McCullers' Tommy John surgery. Right. So that increased the odds because before a week ago, I had already picked the team that I thought he was going to. What team? Oh no! I, oh, I, I would. We that will table. Okay. I will table that, <laughs> and we'll talk about that in a moment. So, I mean, where do you want to go from here? Because it's like, especially for the Astros, I mean, that's that's the big, you know, there's, there's we have multiple free agents, you know, that um, that are no longer with the team, you know, technically are no longer with the team, under contract with the team. So, you know, it's not like you don't want to go out over all these guys, but, I mean, look, he stands out, you know, more than any of those guys in that group. That's where we're talking about because I have questions in this notebook and we'll get to them. Let's get to it. Because over the past two weeks, I've written down some questions over uh, about teams in MOV as far as creation concerned. There are seven teams I had no questions for <laughs> either because I just didn't care about the team or I couldn't find anything interesting or I'd a- already asked the same question about some other team. Sure. So let's run through those teams real quick. Okay. I'll, I'll just I'll just say a team and you say whatever comes to your mind. All right? All right. Uh, let's go to Colorado Rockies. Uh, will they... No. Do you keep Nolan Arenado around? Or... Do you take his you you know you take the momentum that he has going for him and try and flip him? So he's going to go into arbitration. He's going to arbitration this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's the last year, or is next year's last year? Do Probably. You know? I think it might. I think this is the last year because he's been oh. around for a few years already. Okay, so let me look team payroll. Colorado should have been more prepared, but that's okay. It's not our team. Um, and the reason why I ask this, or the reason why I ask about the you know, um, the opportunity to to trade him is this past season. It looks like they kind of got that pitching down. You know, like these guys are kind of you know, in the past they've had one guy kind of figure it out for one year and then. Uh, that's it. Like he's one and done, basically. But if I feel like they had a few guys that kind of put it all together, together, you know, as a team, and and that pitching was better than we've seen in a long time for Colorado, if if not ever for for the Rockies. 
uh, pitching in that, you know, that pitching at that high altitude. So, you know, that would be a guy that teams wouldn't want to give up a king's ransom for, but it's it's so tempting not to. Uh, the guy has power. He's young. He's got skills at third. You know, he's, he's a skilled defensive player. Um, you know, if he's available, why wouldn't you go after him and take that chance? You know, with that you know with that king's ransom. So, uh, no Aaron, all this is last year arbitration. He'll be free agent um, going into twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the year-by-year cap breakdown for the Rockies, and they only have two big contracts going into uh, 2020. Charlie Blackman make $21 million, Ian Desmond $15 million. Everybody else is either arbitration or team control. Oh, Wade Davis at $17 million. So you definitely can make his contract work, whatever the contract demands is. I think, if anything, he, he's going to be the guy that's a Rocky for life. That's cool, too. I mean, you know, you don't have... Uh, there's not a lot of that going on in these days. Um, and, yeah, he kind of seems like the guy that would, you know, stick around. Um, and I feel like he would, you know... Um, he's He looks like he'd be willing to stick around as well. But, you know, from the team perspective, you know, if you can get... If you can get... Uh, Everything and the kitchen sink. Do you consider it at least? I mean, no one is is untradeable. If Mike Trout can be traded, if the deal is good enough, sure. So yeah, there's there always is a chance that Arenado can be traded. But I mean, you just had a very successful season, right? It looks like they could be in the running for at the very least another wild card. So why break that up with the news that hey, because if you're gonna trade them, you trade them. This year, right. So why why bring down the why bring down the team? Keep building unless you have the absolute season from hell. Pitching goes destroyed. <laughs> everybody gets hurt. There's no reason to tr- to trade them. Just just keep them. Try to sign them to a long term deal and re- and build from there. So then, if you're Colorado, I guess maybe you would consider going after. I mean, and it looks like you've got the money. Would you go after another pitcher, you know, um, in free agency? I don't know if that's an option as well. I mean, you try, but I still have the uh, the negative taste of, um, oh, what's his name? Former Astros. Mike Hampton. Yeah, Mike Hampton. <laughs> I think that's that. that seven years, $121 million, and was there for, million? I think, a year and a half. Oh, man. It was bad. So... I I definitely go that route. Keep Aaron Rodgers. See if you can upgrade the pitching a little bit. But you have to find the right pitcher to pitch in Colorado. Even with the dehumidifier, the curve balls still don't curve like they do at sea level. Right. So you'd have to find a guy who, like Keiko, is a a ground ball pitcher who doesn't give up too many home runs. It's just a matter if you can afford him not. Okay. So there could be a fit there. Mm-hmm. Or at least. Um, a bidding war could be started. Yeah. Okay, who else do you got? All right, uh, moving on, stay in the same division. San Francisco Giants. 
Oof, boy. There's just like there's that team is it it's so okay, I'm sorry. It's so weird that what, four years ago they won a World Series title? Mm-hmm. And in four years' time, they they just seem like the most disorganized franchise, or top three at least in all of baseball. They go after they they had McCutcheon, uh, Longoria. They've had all these big name, I guess aging, just old, old. That's what happened with San Francisco. They got old. They got old, and it just didn't play out at all. It's like the. It's like that really old Los Angeles Lakers team where they had Shaq, Kobe, Gary Payton, and Carl Malone, and they couldn't get it done. Let's see, going through, uh, I'm looking at ages. Buster Posey is 31, who's paid, who's played the majority of his career at catcher. Mm-hmm. So a 31-year-old catcher is a 38-year-old infielder. Uh, Johnny Cueto, who they signed last year, is 32. Evan Longoria, who they traded for last year, 33. Jeff Samarja, 33. Brandon Crawford, 31. Even Brandon Belt, he's 30. Mark Melanson, 33. Uh, who am I missing? Madison Bumgarner's 29. And I think he's he's a trade candidate. I think he's gone from this team. He has to be because he's your only valuable asset that can help the rebuilding process for you. I'm trying to find Hunter Pence because I know he's old. Ooh, he's got to be about 35 at this point. I mean, he was with the Ashes when they were terrible, so he's he's got to be I don't think he's on a contract anymore. I think he's... And they started, again, they started yeah, the season right. with... Uh, 35. They started the season with McCutcheon, right? Yeah. And he's, I think, 30 or 31. Yeah, so like what happened to them is they got old, not overnight, but they got old. You know, time wakes for no man. And so they're in this position right now where they have to rebuild. Yeah. Because they they have like they have a lot of elder guys making a lot of money, big help, big big um, drag on on, on the uh, salary and it's, it's, we're not going anywhere. We need to do something. We need to they they need to rebuild. So, I guess at the end of the day, it's all about Getting rid or unloading Madison Bumgarner. And that's really all you can talk about at this point. It's like get a couple of top prospects and maybe a, you know, a big league reliever or pitcher or something, or, you know, a starting pitcher. Yes, because this is last year before free agency. Oh, man, that's going to make the trade offers worse because, you know, nobody really wants to trade for a guy who's basically going to be a rental. Right. If he had a couple of years on him. Uh, so, I mean, they'll start with him. I don't think Buster Posey's, Posey's going anywhere. Man, Evan Longoria, he has, he's had one of the most team-friendly contracts I've ever seen. We signed with the Rays, and it was what six years, a hundred million dollars. It was that. Uh, it was the first Jonathan Singleton contract. Yeah, it's the one that started it all, really. It was like a three sixty deal. Yeah, it looks good, but once you read the fine print, it's not as good as it seems because yeah. you 
you're under well as as height he was definitely underpaid yeah and now that it's all kind of on the back end it's it doesn't look that great after all all right uh moving on let's go to Miami nothing for them uh where does JT Real Malto wind up? That's the only question. That's the only question. There was a report that they're asking for Whitley and or Tucker for the Astros. And they can eat or a dick because they're not getting either one. There's no way. There's absolutely no way this team should make that trade. Man, I've already seen people giving up on Tucker already. He's had like what sixty-four, sixty-eight at bats and the in the MLB people already give up. It's like, do you remember how bad Bregman was when he came when he mm-hmm. first came up? And now you guys wouldn't trade him for anything under the sun. It's like, how about we give this guy, you know, a full season before you're ready to ship him out? Yeah, I mean you have to see where he lands. I mean, is he is he going to be another Bregman? Is he going to be another Brett Wallace? Is he going to be another Ugh. J.D. Martinez who takes a while to, to develop mm-hmm. offensively? Yeah. You know, Bregman, uh, Wallace's development never, it, it stalled and it just was never there. Bregman's was pretty quick and J.D., you know, it took a while. It took a few years. Mm-hmm. It took a change of scenery, so... Where does he land in that? Where does he fall in that category? You know, hopefully it's closer to Bregman than anything at this point. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I don't know how we got on the Astros from talking about the Marlins. Uh, There's nothing to talk about the Marlins. I mean, the sad part is Jose Fernandez dying just kind of killed the team. Killed the team. So where? Who do you think he winds up with at this point? I mean, because the, the Astros obviously need a catcher as well. So it's like, you got to look at teams that need catching. Minnesota, I guess they kind of are now in the market now that Joe Maurer has retired. I mean, I'm looking for a win-now team, which would basically be the Astros, the Dodgers, or the Red Sox that need catching help. So, right now, my guess is the Dodgers. I would go with the Red Sox because they they spare no expense when it comes to these things. They don't really... Um, That's true, but they're, the, they're willing the to Dodgers take the have risk. better prospects. And you know what will really put make the Dodgers make that trade? Failing in the World Series two years in a row. Ah. Uh, That'll that'll convince him to mm-hmm. let go of those those prospects. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Next team, Atlanta. Ooh, how much better are they gonna get? Or you know, is this the beginning of the next era of like great Braves baseball? Because offensively, they look like they're they're pretty set. Pitching wise, they look like they're they're set. I mean, we had this discussion at the beginning of the twenty eight, or I guess in the middle of the twenty eighteen season. Is mm-hmm. was that a discussion? I still owe you a beer. Over. That's true, and it's like <laughs> you failed me, Philadelphia. You failed me. The Braves. I knew 
just looking at that pitching, the Braves were going to be good enough to get to the playoffs. And, you know, experience is always going to be a factor. And, and they just, you know, and they actually, they won a game against the Dodgers, I believe, during that series. So it's like, it's not like they were completely over, completely overmatched, but they, they, they kind of were. And um, that's just because of experience. You know, there's no anchor. There was no Justin Verlander to kind of put it all together, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for that final run, for that final stretch run. So it's like you're going to get a, another year of, of hopefully, a, you know, progressing Fultonavich. Um, Julio Tehran. Tehran, who started off slow and kind of, you know, regained form, you know, as the season progressed. Kevin Gosman, Max, is that Fried? Yeah. Right. Kevin Gosman's with him now? Mm, that's what I'm showing right here. He's in arbitration with him. Wow. Uh, Soroka, Sor- Soroka um, his season got cut short, but he was doing well his first few starts, and then the injury kind of started taking over and those last like one or two starts weren't so strong and then that's you know it's like determined well he's injured that's why he's not pitching as well um it's not a bad it's not a bad rotation it's not a it's well it's not a bad team they made the playoffs yeah but um we talked about this before multiple times If, if you're betting on the braves to win the World Series, I wouldn't do it in 2019 because you gotta get your heart broken before you can win. So 2020, <laughs> so yeah, I, I think they're gonna make another run. Um, um, it's probably gonna be, I think it's gonna be a three-team race in the AL and the NL East again between um, Atlanta, Washington, and uh, Philadelphia. You think Washington bounces back? Mm-hmm. I do. Interesting. Well, um, it'd be cool to see the Braves kind of bounce back and regain, you know, form of the the '90s, you know, with a, a strong pitching core, and then a guy like their uh, their All Star or their Rookie of the Year. What was his name? I forgot. Acuna. Yes, Ronald. Right. Or. Something like that. Yeah, they are. Yeah. I mean, it's not a bad team. That's not a bad core to have mm-hmm. at this point. Um, yeah, so. Freddie Freeman's still in the, his his prime. Yes. Not in the twilight yet. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna be really good next year. They're going to be in a problem. I am not ready to have the Braves be good again in my lifetime. I had enough of that <laughs> when the they 90s. were knocking the goddamn Astros out in my childhood. I'm tired of seeing the Braves, that goddamn chop. Hate you, Braves. I hate you forever. All right. We're back. Okay, so we're done with the Braves. So the other teams I couldn't have any questions for, let's put them all into to one. It's basically everyone in the NL Central except for the um, Cincinnati Reds. Cubs, Cardinals, uh, Brewers, and I almost said Steelers. The Pirates. Uh can the Brewers repeat like success? You know, they're this was a very successful year for them. They made the playoffs, they got to the NLCS. 
are they set to do that again? Reigning NL MVP, Christian Yelich. Um, a good offense, interesting pitching. They still need an ace. They do, right. Uh, and I think you get that ace, I think you're, you're in pos- you know, position to make a run again. Make it that much more interesting in the NL. Jimmy Nelson was injured again, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Oh. Missed all 2018, I believe. Damn. All right. Other teams? The other three? Um, St. Louis is always going to be there. Like, they just, they scout well, they sign well, they make good, they you know, they make good deals. Hack into other teams' databases. That's true, too. Cardinal Devil Magic. Yeah. Um, that Cardinal Devil Magic works. Of course, it's Devil Magic. <laughs> so... You know they're they're always going to be in the run in the running for it's at least for the NL Central. Um, who else? The Pirates. You know, still got to thank them for Garrett Cole. That's that's really all I have to say. Oh, about I Pittsburgh. don't care about the Pirates until they get new ownership. If they're just going to be the cheap team that makes a lucky run every 15, 20 years, yeah, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I mean, like I said, all I can do. All I have to say to them, you know, it's just again, thank you for Garrett Cole because that was just an unbelievable deal for the Astros. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the Cubs. Are they gonna trade Chris Bryant? There's been rumblings that they're open to doing it. And it goes back to your point that nobody's untradeable at this point. <laughs> yeah, everybody can get traded. Um I would guess no. Like, I don't think anybody can make a package that would blow the Cubs um, away. There might be an outside chance, but I don't see anybody who... Like, if usually if you have the prospects to spare to make a trade like that, mm-hmm. you're not good enough yet to right. win with Chris Bryant. And uh, how many more years does he have left? He might have two. Come on, you're And if anything, uh, I feel like if you keep Chris Bryant, oh wow, you keep him for a while. He's a he. I guess he's one of those super two guys because he has three more years of arbitration left. Oh yeah, he is free agent until twenty twenty two. Remember the grievance back in was it twenty fifteen that was filed because they kept him. They kept him the kept him in the minors until like April or May or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I mean, if anything, if you keep Chris Bryant, there's a good chance. And I don't know if we. I I know we talked about it during the season, and I don't remember which side of the fence I was on it. But I mean, more and more, I feel like if you keep Chris Bryant, there's no way you don't go after Bryce Harper in free agency. Like they're from Vegas together. They're they're good friends. You know. You add a guy like Harper to the to you know an already pretty much you know pretty stacked lineup. Mm-hmm. I mean, Baez had a, an outstanding season. You know, picked up the slack for for Bryant, who you know was hurt for a good portion of the year, and just I mean, overall took a step back. But those three guys in the middle of your order, Rizzo is always you know he's he's a power hitting first baseman. Um, that's. I mean that would be an, a 
one of the most formidable lineups in all of baseball at this point. If you were to strike gold, you know, strike gold and and, and make that deal happen. Got three more years in control. You're the Cubs. You print money, mm-hmm. so that luxury tax, whatever, not a problem. Like unless they really get knocked over by an offer, he's going to be a Cub mm-hmm. going into opening day next year. So then, another question, I guess we have. Mm-hmm. I have. I just kind of hit me right now. What do they do about that pitching? I mean, John Lester isn't going to be around much longer. He's, you know, in his mid-30s. And I don't even know anybody else in that rotation after John Lester. Oh, I will look that up. Give me one moment. You know, if anything, and that was always... You Darvish. You Darvish, okay. He's in his 30s. You Darvish has... And Cole Hamels, mid-30s as well. Yeah, this last year of Cole Hamels. Let's see. Okay, Lesnar, Darvish, Hamels, Tyler Chatwood, and Jose Quintana. None of those guys are homegrown. None of these guys that you you brought, you know, through the minors. You got them through trades. You got them through free agency. It's like... And the market doesn't, uh, there's not a lot of starting pitching out there at this point. Basically, there's two guys at the top and a lot of third, fourth starters. So, you know, I guess uh, that's what the Cubs have to do. They got to focus on that pitching because that's an old rotation already that you've got. Yeah. I agree with you. Sorry, I'm the computer is fighting me yeah. and winning, and it's terrible. So, that's it. I mean, that's that's it. That's all I've got for the Cubs. It's like, do we talk about everybody? Cardinals, Devil Magic, the Cubs. Don't give a damn about the Pirates. The Reds. Like, yeah. Oh, I got a question about the Reds. Oh, let's do that right now. So, Joey Votto has five years and 125 million dollars left on his contract God. he's 35 what should the Reds do with him uh you do everything you can to get rid of him if anything it's just a salary dump I mean that, that you're not gonna look you, you're in no position to ask for a king's ransom um that's all you can do at this point his contract is not a bargain at all So, on top of that, the five years, he has a what's it twenty twenty four. He has a club option for twenty million with a seven million dollar buyout. And the biggest problem with his contract: full no trade clause. So it's all about what does he want to do? Does he want to keep losing, or does he want to waive that? Full no trade and take a shot elsewhere. If you're 35 years old, you're making 25 million dollars. Mm-hmm. 25 million dollars for the next five years. Yeah. I mean, where's your competitive spirit, man? Where you know? 
where's the edge that, that got you to the dance in the first place? I feel like, you know... Maybe not be the edge. Maybe just be these chicks. Right. And, and, and you know, that's, that's kind of the debate of the whole no-trade clause. You know, the whole... You know, uh, the, the existence of the no trade clause. It's like, yeah, if you don't have that no trade clause, instead of paying twenty five million a year, you're pay, paying him thirty. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's the Reds are completely at his mercy. If he just says, "Hey," if they come to a trade offer, he's like, "Hey, my my family's here, my kids go to school here. I like just being in Cincinnati. I'm not going." Said no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to live in Cincinnati. Hey, people live in Cleveland. And I'd much rather live in Cincinnati and Cleveland. Yeah, that's right. Shot fire yeah. Cleveland. Um, but yeah, if he's like, no, I'm staying here. I can't even think of a team that would honestly, you know, want him mm-hmm. at that price and that age. I can't either. I mean. Because immediately my mind goes to all the Giants. The- I mean, they're taking all the old guys anyways. My mind immediately goes to all the contenders. And it's like, the Red Sox, I don't think they they don't need a a first baseman. The Astros, they don't need them at that price. Um, The Yankees, while they need a first baseman, they're, they're done that. They're not spending big, they're not spending big money on older guys anymore. That era of Yankee of uh, Yankee business is over. Yeah, like that, 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 that died with George it did. Uh, Steinberg. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Nationals? Not the that. Maybe, but if you're spending that money on Vato, you might have a tr- I mean, that's a second option if mm-hmm. Harper turns down. So maybe the Nationals, maybe possibly. Um, going through the Dodgers, have Bellinger at there, better player at a cheaper price. Man, there's another team I was thinking of. The Cubs, they have um, Rizzo. So I was like, where does he actually fit that he would... What about Colorado? Any chance of that? I mean, like you said, they've got the... It seems like they've got the flexibility to take that payroll on. And if he's playing first base, if he's playing in that stadium, you know, a hitter-friendly ballpark, he stays healthy, that that could be a fit... That lineup with him, Arenado and Blackman, I mean that that could be interesting. I mean they would have to get the Reds to eat a lot of salary because if they're paying him twenty to twenty five million dollars of basically playing his entire contract for the next five years, there goes your your Arenado money. That's right. So maybe not. Yeah, so I'm guessing he just stays he's there spends the rest of his career in Cincinnati. Wow. Summer vacation in Cincinnati for $25 million, basically. I guess it could be worse. I'll stay in any city for $25 a year. $25 million a year. <laughs> uh, okay, you ready to go through the questions? Let's do it. All right. So, basically, these are just random questions I wrote down during, you know, break time at work when no one was paying attention to me. Thoughts on the rumors of the Mariners and Indians rebuilding? Quote unquote rebuilding. Well, I feel like the Mariners are always kind of rebuilding. You know, they get close enough, but then it doesn't necessarily happen, so they 
retool a little bit. Um, it's like they they got better this year, but it's like, but in a way that it's it's not sustainable. I feel like. like yes, because at the beginning of the year, they were the luckiest sons of bitches in all the baseball. They kept winning these one run on the games mm-hmm. repeatedly. They would find themselves in clutch situations and come through. And you wanna guess how many games the Mariners won this year? Uh did they win eighty nine? Yeah. You got it right on. That was higher than I thought. No, I I mean they were neck and neck with us for a good chunk of the season. Them and the athletics mm-hmm. and then you know, they tailed off, but, I mean, they were hanging in there for a while. You know, James Paxton, like, it's like James Paxton finally put it together, had a really good season, but at the same time, Felix Hernandez just got completely old. Like, so, it's like the the timing couldn't have been worse, I feel like. Also, James Paxton is sneaky old. Really? Yeah, he's 30. Whew. So he's hitting that prime. Yeah, I was listening to the Ringers MOB show, and um, I think it was Michael Bauman. Uh, one of the hosts basically said, Lance McCullers is a pitcher that everyone thinks that, um, I just lost his name, that Paxton is. The young guy with a bunch of stri- the strikes mm-hmm. out and gets the wins. That's McCullers. People think that of Paxton, but he's not young. He's already, he's 30 already. He's been around for a while. Yeah. yeah. Well, he came up with injury history, right? I mean, he came up with that kind of wasn't it a trio with him and uh, who's the guy in Arizona now? Corbin? No, no, no. They traded him from uh, Seattle. Robbie Ray? No, no, he's. Oh. I'm just gonna say name uh, random Diamondback names until you tell me I get it. Okay. Where was he? Um, oh my gosh! Taiwan Walker. Taiwan Walker. Yeah, it was him, Walker, and there was a third guy that again I think he got hurt as well. Um, and, but that was a long time ago. I mean, mm-hmm. that look how long ago that was because Walker is long gone. It, we don't even know the third guy. And I'm not even going to look him up. That was too long. <laughs> and it's like, they kind of have guys that are, it's like a, it's a mix of guys that are right at their prime or just over their prime. They, I'm not looking at anybody that, um, is poised to like be the anchor for the next wave because mm-hmm. it's like you've got Paxton, you've got Hernandez who's fallen off. Cano is old. I mean, he still produces, but he's old at this point. And you know, he, you're also waiting for that contract to <laughs> to expire. Yo, we have we haven't even got to arbitration yet, and they've already got the fifth highest payroll. Going in 2019, $127 million. Well, I mean, you're paying a lot of money to Hernandez. You're paying a lot of money to Cano. I'm sorry, $131 million. Paying some money to, to Kyle Seeger. 
you know, some of these veterans, I mean, these veterans are taking up a, a good chunk of, of salary at this point. So it's like, it's weird that they, they have a bunch of guys that are, they have a lot of guys in their prime that should be second and tertiary kind of leaders, but they're kind of looked at as their core group like of guys. Gene like Segura and Kyle Seeger. Exactly. Like, you're not going to win a championship with those two guys as, you know, your main core. But if they were, you know, if you had a, a bigger, if you had bigger stars than those guys, then, yeah, they would be really nice pieces to have. Yo, I talked about Bador earlier. God dang, uh, Robinson Cano still has, has five years at $24 million a apiece. And he's, what, 36? 36. Full no trade clause, just like Vaughn. Of course. And he's going nowhere, especially after that PED suspension he got popped with last year. Yeah, nobody's touching him. Yeah. So, I guess you kind of have to look at rebuilding if you're if you're Seattle. Yeah, because I think they can get something for both Seager and Segura. Mm-hmm. Paxton, I think the return for Paxton isn't going to be as big as... Mar, Mar, uh, Mariners fans expect right because I mean he only had really he's only had one really good year and yeah, that's it his, um, his age and his injury history so right and uh, Bruce Fernandez the song costs he'll make 27 million next year just just out of the bullpen basically yeah. at this point man so yeah I, I think it's time Bottom for them time to, is undefeated right it's time for them to retool um, Cleveland though like that's a weird. Yo, one. that makes no sense. They've got pitching for days, days. and days and days. That offense though needs. I mean, it needs help. I mean, they they need a. I feel like a, a another. Pop, they need a power hitting outfielder. They've got pop in the infield with Lindor and Encarnacion and Santana. Brantley is probably your best hitter in the outfield, and, and he's a light-hitting center fielder. A guy like Bryce Harper. Uh, no, I'm kidding. No. No, they came Harper. before the people they have now. And um, you were just talking about um, their outfielder? Brantley. Yeah, Brantley. He's a free agent, so he may not be back. Exactly. So if you can, if you can control the, the – if you're still able to control the pitchers – Contracts at this point, um, you got to go all in now because Kluber's going to get old pretty quick. I mean, he he strikes out a tons and he he strikes out a ton, and he throws so many innings, and it's like, you know, he's he's going to burn out. He's thirty two. Ooh, yeah. I mean, two years. Two more years of, of really good Corey Kluber. Uh, so they got this is the um, last year of his contract, but he does have two team options for 2020 and 2021. So basically, you can have him to his 20, uh, 35. Mm-hmm. And really, it's all you need. You know, uh, like really, you just take the shot on him this year, and if he falls apart, 
you're out. I mean, you're still out almost $16 million, but mm-hmm. still, it's just, it's a one-year prove-it deal for for Kluber. Yeah. Uh, Carrasco, I mean, he's, he's going to be due some money in a few years, I imagine. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's got still... this year and 2020 is a club option. Both years, $9.5 million. Oh. So he won't be free until 2021. Yeah. And how old is he now? That is a very good question. I would guess 27. Oh, 31. Wow. Wow. That's right. Oh, he's, sneaky old. Sneaky he's, old. He's the Paxton of the Indians. He's sneaky old. And then Trevor Bauer, who is... I guess he's put it finally put it together. But I, I feel like I'm still always going to be apprehensive about him just based on his history in, in Arizona. Trevor Bauer is also the guy, he's like a Patrick Beverly. He's annoying if you're going against him, but if he's on your team, you love him. That's a guy you want, yeah. 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 Just don't follow him on Twitter. It's just, just if you just block him on Twitter and go about your day and <laughs> just accept what he does on the and on the field, you'll love him a hell of a lot more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then they're... Buster only tweeted out like he was talking about the their attendance figure. How even though their the salary has gone up gone up tenfold within the last ten years, the uh, attendance hasn't gone up at the same rate. Mm-hmm. And I understand looking at that and seeing it's like, hey, we went to a World Series and we didn't get any kind of real big increase over the last what's been two years. But to sit here and say, hey, we're going to start trading some of our guys away and, you know, some of our best guys, you know, two guys who legitimately had a chance at the Cy Young, you know, halfway. The past five, two years. Yeah, five, six months of the season. It's like, it's just like, crazy. Y- you should go all in these next two years. And if it doesn't work, then, you know, don't don't listen to us again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. At least you, you gave it a shot, and you gave yourself the best shot of of winning. They went to the World Series, what, three years ago? Two, yeah, 2000, uh, two years ago, 2016. The Cubs beat them oh, in 2016, yeah. and then we, we beat them, or then we won in 2017. And then, yeah, 2017, they had that... So crazy. They had a crazy, like, 22, 23-game winning streak. Yeah. And just ran to the buzzsaw of the Yankees. And then this year, they just... So, I guess, tech, since 20, the 2018 season is technically over, I guess, yes, three seasons yeah, ago. Yeah, they did last, last yeah. year. They just <laughs> ran to another buzzsaw of the Houston Astros. Mm-hmm. Which is, oh. All right. So, Mariners uh, rebuilding makes sense. Also, Cleveland, Cleveland doesn't so, really. Yeah. Especially season. We're going to talk about the rest of that division, but, you know, they're head and shoulders above everyone in the division. makes more sense for Seattle to rebuild because Houston and um, Oakland. Oakland are so much better right now. Yeah. All right. Going to the big one. All right. Yeah. Where do Machado and Harper end up and for how much? And I need a pen. So I'll get you one. Yes, because I want to write I want to write down these guesses and see how close you are. Um... I left my pen at home for like a fool. I feel like Harper. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna wind up 
in a place like Chicago where he's got someone that he's familiar with, you know, he's, he's friends with, like Chris Bryant, and a, a team that has a legitimate shot of... Or a team that's in a winnable division. Because, like I said, with that pitching... I don't, I don't know if they're ready to win right now, but they're definitely in a winnable division. And, you know, especially with that offense. So, um, you know, that's, that's always a, a possibility. So I'll say, I'll say Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's 25 years old. I mean, I guess at this point, if you're 25 years old, you're settling for no less than 10 years. So ten years. Uh, I'll go ten years. Three fifty. Ten years, three hundred fifty million dollars. Man, that's a good. When when I write it down, I look at that number. It's like wow. Yeah. That's a crazy amount of money. And I remember, he's Scott Boar's client, so it's not like. It's not like he's going to get underpaid at this point. Yeah, you're right about that. I've been looking at this and just trying to think, okay. Cubs, I would say that's the best answer. But I'm look, Okay, I'm looking at this right now. I'm trying to think. Who has the money to afford him? You know? The Cubs. Yeah, the Cubs, like I said earlier, they print money. I've heard these stupid rumors about the Chicago White Sox making a run at him. He's, no, he... <coughs> I could see the Chicago Cubs making a run at Machado. I feel like... The Chicago Cubs? Or the White, White Sox, Sox, I'm sorry. He's a guy that, I, despite all of his, despite his attitude, kind of, you know, stuff that I've seen... I feel like Machado is the kind of guy you could you could build around, you could continue to build around, and they've got the pieces. You know, they you know they traded off Sale, they traded off Quintana, they um, you know they've made some trades over the past few years that have have yielded some really you know top prospects, and I feel like. Machado seems like more suitable for a team to kind of build around than Harper. I, I don't know. It that it it doesn't make sense and, and it but it's still this feeling that I have. I, I don't know why. I don't know why it I don't know why I feel uh why I feel like Machado is more of a, a centerpiece than, than Harper. It might just be the one year age difference, I don't know, but it's it's just kind of the feeling that I have going. Yeah. Okay. Harper is... Harper is definitely the bigger name. Harper's the bigger name, and he's the... Um, yeah, he's the guy that, you know, has so much... Has has had so much hype around him and so, so much promise around him that it's like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to, you know, go for broke with this guy? And Machado is this guy that, you know, came up the ranks. And by the time he got to the majors, like, he had, you know, 
he had started making waves. You know, it was like just a matter of like people were anticipating for his, mm-hmm. uh, you know, his his debut and stuff, his arrival. But it it definitely seemed more out of nowhere than than Harper. You know? Chato wasn't on Sports Illustrated, the cover of Sports Illustrated when he was, you know, seventeen years old or mm-hmm. fifteen or whatever he was. He's called the chosen one. Yeah. All right. So you got Harper going to Chicago. What about Machado? I don't. I don't want to say the White Sox, but you know, you just you mentioned the White Sox earlier uh, regarding Harper, and I, I mean, I feel like you know, if, if they were going to go after one of those guys, it, it should be Machado. But I think Machado. I'm going to make. I'm gonna make a, a weird. It's it's not bold mm-hmm. per se, but it kind of is. I'm gonna say the Yankees. I think he's gonna go back to the to the uh, AL East. Um, join that lineup with Stanton and uh, Judge. Judge. Bird. Bird. Kaka. And Sanchez. Sanchez. Uh, D.D. Gregorius. Yeah. I'm just naming all the Yankees. That and, yeah, I mean, be the, the true replacement to, to Jarek Jeter for the next 10 years. So you got him down for a 10-year contract as well? I'm going to go 10 years. I feel like, like we said, the, Yan- the, the era of Yankees going after guys past 30 – is over, but it doesn't mean they're. I mean, they they're stuck with Stanton, and they they were willing to do that. So there's no reason why they wouldn't go out. And, I don't see why there there is a reason why they wouldn't go after a guy like Machado. So I'll say ten years. I'll say ten years, three hundred million, as well. All right, so you got Harper going to Chicago for 10 years. Chicago Cubs. So, apologies. The Chicago Cubs for 10 years, 100 million, 150 million. No, 350. Yeah, okay. Take two. You have Harper going to Chicago Cubs, 10 years, 350 million. Yeah. And then Machado going to the New York Yankees, 10 years, uh, uh, 300 million. What do you got for me? Okay, so first thing first. I looked through. I looked at teams, and I looked at what teams need are are in a win now mode, and which teams have money, and which teams had their owners come out this week and say they were ready to spend stupid. I have Harper and Machado going to the Philadelphia Phillies. Oh wow! Both going to Philly. Harper ten years three hundred thirty million, Machado ten years three hundred twenty million, and of course, uh, they have all the three year four year outs and such and such mm-hmm. trade clause everything. Um, wow. So while you were talking, I was looking to see. I wonder if the Phillies could actually get it done. Get it of oh, control again. Aside crap, right now they're at sixty eight million dollars going into next year before arbitration all that stuff. So let's say they add both of those players, 
you know, 30 million each, so 60 million in total, or six, let's say 65 million in total, so we're up to $133 million. $133 million. <laughs> yeah. I keep doing that. I'm sorry. Philadelphia, back in their heydays, back in the Ryan Howard days, and um, Chase Udley and Jimmy Jim Rollins. Rollins, they were a team that had a top five uh, cap mm-hmm. payroll. They could, with both these guys, they could. They could fit them under their any kind of um, luxury tax. Not luxury or, tax, but any kind of uh, not salary. Oh, I can't think of what I'm looking for. But basically, they could fit in both of their salaries, salaries in, handle any arbitration, players on team control, whatever, and take over the NL East. <laughs> And you've got Aaron Nola as your future ace, current and future ace. Got Jake Arrieta as mm-hmm. the grizzled veteran who can still go. And you can make noise in playoffs with that. That also answered my other question I had uh, that I wrote when I was like, hey, can the Phillies actually afford Borough of Harper and Bachal? The answer is yes. So I don't have to worry about that question. And then you've got, oh, Carlos Santana is now with Philly. Yes, but I believe he trade that he gets traded. He gets traded. Reese Hopkins, Reese Hopkins gets moved from the outfield to first base. They just do whatever they can to get, get the dump of Santana because he makes. <laughs> they signed him during last uh, last year's off season, and he got paid like it was the off season of two thousand and sixteen, and not. The slow mo- moving off season of two thousand seventeen, so he was rightly paid, but still overpaid. Mm-hmm. So I think if they move him, they'll get the twenty million, probably close to like fifteen million off the books. They'll have to eat some, and they'll easily be able to afford both Machado and Harper. You got Odubel Herrera in center field, who you could shift over to left if, if Hopkins goes to first, or stick. Harper and left, whatever you want to do. Or if Harper really wants to play center field, you can play. He can play center field in Citizen Field because it's a smaller ballpark. He mm-hmm. can play. It. Uh, Michael Franco at third base. I mean, he's a young. Pro- I mean, he's a young former prospect who's you know uh, still developing and still evolving and, and only getting better at this point. And J.P. Crawford, who was, you know, their highly rated shortstop. I mean, he's been hurt, hasn't really developed fully, you know, hasn't gotten there, you know, hasn't gotten to the point where they want him to be. So you could, you know, cut bait with that and it would be okay. You know, it would be a, be a fair trade-off. Or not a fair trade-off, but it would be... The trade-off would be worth it, you know? Or you move him to second and Cesar Hernandez plays, you know, a Marvin Gonzalez-like role. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't want to listen to Cesar Hernandez. I don't even watch. I'm going to look him up and he like an all-star <laughs> year last year from this poor man. Wow, but Philly making waves. Making some big moves potentially. It'd be fun. 
I mean, to have those two guys in the same lineup, don't get me wrong, that would be... Okay, Hernandez could be that middle infielder. He wouldn't kill him or a trade bait. But, yeah, that... I think that, like, shapes baseball to his core, that happens. They become the new Yankees, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, the new old Yankees. The new old Yankees. Wow. Okay. I see I talked you over to my side of thinking. I, I don't think you were... You, you're, 100% with me, but you definitely agree that's exciting. And it's possible. I wasn't aware that the Phillies owner made a bold statement like that. I saw that today. He's like, we can spend, we can spend dumb. I was like, oh, okay, you're, you're trying to win. <laughs> uh, moving on. Most likely to come back to the Astros. Dallas Keuchel, Charlie Morton, or Marlon Gonzalez? Um, I think we can rule out Marwin because yes. of the trade that was made today. Can you say the dude's name? I cannot. Uh, Diaz. Diaz. As you said. Yes. We're just calling him Diaz. Yes, because I'm sorry. I butcher names all the time. They're much easier than his first name. So uh, Astros traded with the Blue Jays to get a uh, middle infielder, A. Diaz. And between a Diaz, that, who is uh, Marwin Gonzalez 2.0. Yeah. And between that and Jeff Lunau's comments, I believe they were last week, about moving Yuli Gurriel around the infield. Yep. And I'm sure Tony Camp will play multiple outfield spots this year. Um, there's no For me, there's no chance Marlon Gonzalez come back to his team. So basically, Keiko Morton. Well, you know what? Just for argument's sake, I'll say Morton because you already said Dallas. Son of a bitch, I was going to say Morton. Oh! <laughs> Well, you made mention of Dallas earlier that he could, you know, possibly come back. Yes, but I'm asking which one of these come back. Who do you think is going to come back? The guy who is uh, more than likely looking for the big payday or the guy who's thankful for the Astros for basically salvaging his career these last two years? I'm going to say the guy who's thankful for salvaging his career and could make one last, you know, one last nice payday, another, excuse me, another $15 million paycheck. One year, $15 million bonuses, and... $2 million buyout. Yeah. Or, or two, uh, yeah, like two with year a club deal. With a club option for the second year. Yeah. So we both agree Morton's the most likely comeback? Yeah. Uh, moving on, next question. If the... Nats lose Harper. Can they win the NL East again no. next year? No. no. Wow. You said that so fast. I like. I still like Atlanta's pitching. I like their offense. Their offense instantly gets better than Washington's if Washington loses. Um, if Washington loses Harper, Atlanta's. Pitching is still young and getting better. Scherzer at this point looks like he could pitch forever, but he looks like Nolan Ryan. He's gonna be out there pitching until he's forty. Right, but it's like after that, how stable is that rotation? Strasburg is constantly back and forth, or is constantly, you know, dealing with inconsistent inconsistency, dealing with injuries. Um, really not living up to the, all the hype that surrounded him as well. You know, he gets started, you know, strike out 15 guys, but then he's on the DL for two mm-hmm. weeks, you know. 
It's he's very he's stop, a, start and stop. He's not consistent. Yeah, so... Um, you spent all that money on, on Scherzer. You lose out on Harper again. You lose out on Harper. In my eyes, the Braves are already that... They're already better. <clears throat> Excuse me. What do you think? I think they can still they can compete. Sure, no, I, there's there's oh, no doubt that they can compete. Compete, but can they win the division? No, I, I don't think they can. I think they can win the division. Okay. Now we're now we're cooking. We're cooking with grease now. So I'm tr- I'm looking at the free a- free agents. Um, Anthony Rendon third. Can Anthony Rendon play first base? I feel like it'd be a waste of this. Yeah. Okay, so they definitely need a first baseman. Right. And look, they do have Harper's replacement in Cruz, right? Is that his all right, well, I'll go back. Ryan Zimmerman, let's hope he turned back the clock. Okay, so the outfield, Adam Eaton, uh, Victor Robles, Juan Soto, Michael Taylor. Juan Soto. I can I can work with that. Um, they still have Anthony Rendon and Trey Turner. Mm-hmm. Short, uh, second base may be a problem, but you let's see if you you can upgrade that in free agency. Let's see who's out there in second base that's worth the damn. Chris Carter's out there. Go Chris Carter. Ian Kinsler. He wrote the oh, 37. Yeah. As soon as I said that, I was like, oh, no. Is, Let's say to get Josh Harrison. Nice. A nice fill-in. And then they go and and spend... So they spend... Let's say spend $12 million for Josh Harrison. And they spend $20 million... To shore up the pitching staff, and they go and reach out, and they agree to a four-year, eighty-four million dollar deal with one Dallas Keuchel. Ah. So now your three is Scherzer, Scherzer, Strasburg, Keuchel. Interesting. I guess I could keep him afloat. And if I'm Kaiko, I'm trying to get over to the NL because pitching with, you know, that automatic out, out that is the pitcher's position compared mm-hmm. to the DH, I want that. <laughs> that'll, help, that'll help me sustain my career. So I think if they make those two moves, they can contend next year in, in the um, National League East. Maybe win the damn thing. Wow. That's interesting, too. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of moving parts, it seems like, with, with that scenario, but um, I'm still going to stick with the Braves. Okay. Yeah. No, but I I, I totally... Your your plan my seems fantasy, very logical. My fantasy booking. Imagine if the if the Nationals pulled that off and the Phillies do my, um, my plan of the Harper-Machado signing. You better start sending your address, collecting that paycheck, yeah. son. 
let's see. Next question. Oh, not a question, just a statement. Bartello Cologne is still pitching. Bartello Cologne. Woo! Question, real quick question. Shoot. That I, I just kind of came up with because you mm-hmm. were mentioning, mentioning Washington getting a second baseman. Is Jose Altuve the only, like, legit kind of superstar second baseman at this point in baseball? I feel like there's nobody else. Because I, I, I was like, who else is out there at second base? And I couldn't think of anybody. Only until I saw their pictures when I typed in MLB second baseman did I see Jonathan Scoop or Shoop or whatever his name is. Dust Scope. Dustin Pedroia. Um, Yohan Mamkado. Like, I had to see their names to kind of jar my memory. And yes, I'm a, you know, a homer. You know, Altuve is, is our guy, but I mean, he's still a legitimate star. At a position that doesn't seem to have a very, you know, doesn't seem to have many stars. I'm trying to think, you define star as hmm, just great on the field, or is it name recognition, or some kind of combination of both? It's all, yeah, it's both. Um, if it's just if it was name recognition, I'd say Robinson Cano's up there as well. Okay. Uh, because he still has that re- that recognition from being part of the Yankees. That's true. His play as, but if you're looking at a second baseman, let's say under 35 years old. No, no, because while that Yankee cred from what was it six, seven years ago helps him, mm-hmm. it doesn't help him now that he's in Seattle and on the West Coast. So it, it dimmed his star a little bit. Right. Man, uh, the only other guy I can think of. And again, this is name recognition is Dustin Pedroia. Mm-hmm. But even he wasn't very impactful this year. He was hurt this year. Yeah. So you're probably right. Jose Altuve is definitely number one on that ranking. Wow. That's cool. That's that's. I was just trying to figure out like. You know, nobody's nobody's looking for. Nobody's at a. Uh, in a mad dash for, you know, picking up second baseman, it seems like, so. And then I realized, oh, it's because there's really no one worth getting at this point. Like, no no one, like, um, breaking the bank for at this point. Unless no. Jose Altuve had been available. And also, do you know what second basemen are? Middle infielders. No, fail shortstops. Ah, I've never heard that. Oh, really? I've never heard that. It's the same thing with relief pitchers. Relief pitchers are just failed starters. I've never heard that specifically either, but it makes sense. Yeah, second basemen are shortstops that don't have the arm. Mm-hmm. And third basemen are shortstops that don't have the range. Ah. And first basemen are just the guys we put there because they don't have they have neither. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's see. Bartolo Colon still pitching. Woo. Go old fat guys. Uh, next question. Should the Angels consider trading Mike Trout? <sighs> Boy. Normally I would say yes, but... I mean, he's all you've got. Not true. They have a Tawny. Still, who, who he's kind of all you got. He had a great. Atani had a great season this year. Mm-hmm. 
Well, let, let's. I think we can. We'll revisit that statement after next year. Mm-hmm. You know, if he keeps it going, then yeah, then maybe it's something you consider. But at this point, Trout really is all you've got right now, and <clears throat> bless you. Oh, thank you. And it's not like he's playing in a division where a wild card spot couldn't be had. Like, I think they could get back there in contention with Oakland and Seattle for a wild card spot at this point. You know, with Otani, with with Trout, with Calhoun, I believe. Cole Calhoun yeah. is still with them. Um, yeah, I feel like they're they're on the cusp of being perennial wild card contenders. You know. Sorry to interrupt. I'm looking at the contracts and I clicked on Otani and, and the website is just basically a shrug emoji. They don't know how to define <laughs> it. Um, everything you say is great. And you talk about they have Cahoon, Justin Upton, um, uh, Simmons, the shortstop. And then I roll down and I see Albert Pujols, who is still on the hook for three more years. Wow. $60 million? Of oh, you want me to do math? What's twenty eight plus twenty nine plus thirty? So twenty nine times three, so almost ninety million dollars. Mm-hmm. Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's all I can say. So to answer the question, should they consider trading Mike Trout? Yes, they should consider it because, like I've said multiple times on this podcast, everybody is tradable. Just gotta make a good enough offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess at this point with the impending and they only have Mike Trout for two more years and the impending contracts of Machado and Harper you know, his contract is more and more going to start looking like a bargain at this point so I guess you could you say that but uh, do you know how much he's getting paid the next two years? Is it $30 million a year? 34 so I'll keep my, he might get four hundred million. So, if you have the cash, it would be I think worth. I mean, more so than anything, if you have the cash, that's the guy to go after at this point, because the guy does it all. Uh, he'd be twenty nine when his contract's up, so he probably would get something like <clears throat> seven years. Plus ownership stake. I mean, that's really all. I mean, what more could he literally still might get seven years, three hundred twenty yeah. million? I'm sorry, I've been interrupt- interrupting a lot tonight. No, that's fine. Like, yeah, if if anybody to go after, that would be the guy to do it. And if anybody to like hold on to, I think that would be the guy to do it as well. But. Consider it, yes. Do it. I doubt it because very rarely does anybody do anything exciting like that. Right. Okay, next question. Adrian Beltre, Hall of Famer? Yes. Damn! 400 home runs? 500, what, 600 doubles? Something like that? 3,000 hits? Quietly, too. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you when um 
Oh, your team is terrible. Teams. He's been on a lot of bad teams. Yeah. I Look at this. He's already... He's... He's 40, isn't he? He is... 39. Okay. He'll be 40 a week into the next... A week into next season. He'll be 40 on April 7th. But... My God, I mean, he's he'll have he's gonna get to thirty two hundred hits this season. Uh, lifetime two eighty six hitter, seventeen hundred RBI. All these gold gloves. Gold gloves. What? Um, can't find his home runs. I don't know why they. Yeah, no home runs. He's gone. No home runs. Not a Hall of Famer. All right. Well, I agree with you. Yeah. I really just asked that question because I had nothing else to talk about with Texas. Moving on to the next question. How much longer can Oakland keep walking these damn jacks? Anthony, do you play spades? I do not. Okay. So I have no idea what you just said. So in spades, Uh you win a hand or a book. By having the highest card for players. So, as you can see, I'm showing this card. You see where these jacks are? The jacks are right here. Mm-hmm. You still have three cards higher there. Right. Walking these jacks mean when you throw out a jack and you win the book. You're not really supposed to win because it, while it is a face card, it's not a high face card. Correct. Oakland keeps walking these goddamn jacks. With these prospects from nowhere. I'm tired of it. They're going to keep doing it as long as Moneyball wants to do it. What's his name? Billy Bean. They're going to keep doing it as long as Billy Bean wants to do it. Jacks keep walking, and it's like, ah! Think you're done with them, and then they just pop up, and they won 95, 97 games. There's nothing you can do about it. It's it's a proven method at this point. It's it's hard to argue. It's hard not to call it a success. You know, and obviously it hasn't. It's like a it's like the it's like the uh, wealthy man version of whatever the pirates are doing. Yeah. Suck for a while, get the prospects, make smart trades, and win. Except for the Oakland Athletics, it happens like every two to three years, not every decade decade and a half like it does for the Pirates. All right. So I guess those jacks will keep walking, and I will still be at the table just getting mad and mad. Uh, I'll say bye to Chris Davis. I mean, what? Almost 50. Didn't he hit like 50 home runs this year? I believe so. Let me, see. Let me check real quick. Okay. Take your time. Uh, what did he do this year? Do, 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 do. He made less than less than a million dollars last year. Last season. And he hit... It could be anything. It could be 100 home runs. 48 home runs. His... 
third consecutive 40 plus home run season. In his third consecutive year, hitting 247. In his third consecutive year with Oakland. But. Did he hit 247 for the third year in a row? He did. Woo! But you got to say, I think you got to say bye bye to Chris Davis. His trade value couldn't be higher at this point. Less than a million dollar salary. Unbelievable power. Still 27 years old. Strikes out a hell of a lot. Does, but I think teams are. Teams have always overlooked strikeouts. Yeah, now in this era, era it doesn't matter as much as it did 15, 20 years ago. You're right yeah, about that. Yeah. And why, why shouldn't the Athletics say, you know what? We're making Chris Davis available. But it's going to cost you. Why not pay that price? Especially if it's in a... Like, it's it's affordable. Time out. Is he a free agent? Is he? Oh, well, definitely goodbye, Chris Davis. He's going to get paid, if that's the case. You were just talking. I was talking like uh, like the Oakland Athletics had a gold mine. He's not showing up as a free agent, but he's also not showing up on Oakland's 2019. Oh, gosh. Well, I think they do that. They, I think they reserve that exist. for all of their oh, players. Oh, there he is. I'm sorry, because he's not a designated hitter. I was looking for him at um, outfield and first base. Uh, arbitration. So this is last year arbitration. And he's thirty years old. I'm sorry, not twenty seven. He's one. He's a Jane Paxton All Star. Sneaky old. Yep. All right. Uh, next question. Ready? Let's do it. Oh, I'm not asking that one yet. Expansion is back in the news. Pick two cities you think should have MLB teams. Are we getting rid of teams as well? No, or? we're going to thirty two. Going to thirty two. Um. I'm going to say, I don't know what I'm going to say, actually. I'm not going to say Montreal, because it's like people talk about it, how much they miss Montreal and stuff like that, but then when it comes down to filling that stadium, they're not going to fill that stadium. Consistently, at least, you know, after a week, the fans will grow weary, especially if they're a terrible team. Um, so I feel like, I feel like you want me to say Montreal, but I'm I'm not. No, I'm say just it. surprised you took it off so fast. I thought you at least rode around, give nah. it some thought. I mean, it'd be nice, you know, especially going back to those old Expo uniforms, but it's just. Not going to happen, and it shouldn't at this point. Um, I don't think they can. I think that's all owned by um, Washington. That's true, yeah. Uh, Gosh, I don't know. Maybe... You know what what, what I was thinking um, before I saw a map? I was like, oh, what if they put a team in Puerto Rico? And then I saw how far away Puerto Rico is. Yeah. 
Imagine going from Seattle to Puerto Rico. You'd oh, want to kill everything. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, Puerto Rico. Your beautiful territory? But the only baseball you'll get is exhibition games and when they do that three-game series. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, the team I thought of first was Portland. Somewhere in or- yeah. Oregon? That sounds nice. And that'll give... You know, you'll have a, a rivalry with Seattle. Mm-hmm. And so you can build up that way. But, uh, man, I was like, how big is Portland? <laughs> mm, no, it's it's not that big. Mm. So cool. So Montreal is definitely up there. And another place I was thinking was um, in Carolina. Another East Coast team? Yeah, Charlotte. I was trying to do one East Coast, one West Coast. Mm-hmm. So the teams that came, I was Portland and Charlotte were the two that I thought of. Yeah, I could see Portland, and I was trying to I was th- trying to think of East Coast West Coast as well. And if I do Charlotte, I got rivalry with Atlanta right there. Yeah, but Atlanta has so many rivals already. You know, it's like when you look at Atlanta and see where it is compared to every other baseball city, it's like the Braves own everything south of the Mason Dixon line until you hit Texas. <laughs> How about, about Tennessee? Where you put Nashville? Yeah. I'm not going to hate it. Nashville, um, Nashville sounds nice. <laughs> I like how Nashville sounds nice. So you got Nashville and Portland. <sighs> yeah. Okay. I'm de- I'm taking Portland, beautiful city, and going with Charlotte. Moving on. Or Memphis. Memphis, Tennessee. You just what's with you in Tennessee? Oh, not just well, either Nashville or Memphis. Like, I guess Nashville. Yeah, yeah, Nashville would be cool. Okay. So the Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers resigned Kershaw. So what do they do next? <sighs> Try and resign Machado. I mean, I know we've made our picks as to where he goes, but. Um, Even if you were okay with the rental, the two-month rental, you st- like that's a guy you still want to try and keep. There's certain rentals that you know you can let go and uh, not really look back. You don't really need to look back or, or even regret. But Machado is definitely a guy that could bite you if you don't make an effort at least. So. I think the first, the next thing they need to do is try and resign Manny Machado. So, uh, where are they putting him if they resign him? Uh, can they put him at shortstop? Corey Seager coming back. Oh, that's right. And Justin Turner is at third. Mm-hmm. I, I think you can move Seager. 
whether it's to the outfield or to second base or even first base. Internally, you can move him. Mm-hmm. Externally, you can make a, a trade and and recoup some of those losses from the Machado trade. So you talk about Machado going back. How about Harper signing there? Harper in L.A. Because you can't expect Matt Kemp to have another good year. True. Very true. And I don't know what they're going to get from Jock Peterson. And Puig, we talked about inconsistent inconsistent baseball players earlier. He's very (laughs) hot and cold. Yeah. So how about having a guy like Harper? And you get to keep Seeker. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's harder to get Harper because, at least with Machado, you know, the uh, the relationship has already been established. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like it could help with negotiations. Um, Agreed. But, but they, they cannot do nothing and go back 100%. with the same team and try to run it back. Yeah. I mean, they have to make an, a, a, a run for either one of those guys at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, if you're Clayton Kershaw, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you resigning? You could make that money anywhere else and, you know, with a team that is, you know, closer contending. Clo- or closer. It's looking to make a step forward and... and not stay in a holding pattern. Imagine Bryce Harper and LeBron James running LA. Matthew Johnson would be happy, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, next question. More likely to happen. Arizona re-signs Patrick Corbin or trades uh, Paul Goldsmith? Uh, I think they're more likely to trade Goldie. <laughs> I like how you just answered that quick. There's no thought or anything that you were like, I got, I got an answer here. Well, I mean, Goldschmidt is still a top first baseman, if not the top first baseman in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. Last uh, year of his contract. Okay, so then it, that does make it difficult. Just makes it harder to get rid of him. But if you can find a taker, I mean... You can get a pretty nice return for the guy. Because you're looking at a power hitting third base or first baseman who also hits for average and is a good defender as well. Like an all around first baseman. Something that there's not a lot of those going around. You know who could use that? The Yankees. So I'm looking at the contracts right now, and I've looked at last year, and Zach Grinke took up almost 25% of their cap space. Oh, gosh. So you are correct. They're more likely to trade Paul Goldsmith than sign Patrick Cor- Corbin. Yeah. This year, Grinke would make $34.5 million. Oh, my God. And then $35 million the next two years. And I think Patrick Corbin is going to get something like five years, $100 million. So if he got that from Dynamax, that's enough. they're paying two pictures, what, $55 million. Mm-hmm. 
over the course of at least the next three years. Man, but that five-year, $100 million contract is quite the bargain compared to the others. Mm-hmm. But still, two pitchers making $50 million, yeah. that's about 40, 40 to 45% of your cap. You can't, mm-hmm. you can't win like that. Especially when you're, what do you call Arizona? Medium market? I don't call them small market, and they're not. They don't spend like a large market. So media, medium. Yeah, I would say medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, you can't be paying two pitchers a combined total of fifty-five million dollars <laughs> and think you're getting where. Uh, okay. That was done. That was done. Um, this one I just want to laugh at real quick. Eric Cosmer signed an eight-year, one hundred and forty-four million dollar contract last year. With San Diego, right? With San Diego. <laughs> do you... Do they? Are they already regretting it? Do you want to know what he hit last year? I'll say 221. Ooh, not that low. 253. 253. 18 home runs. Wow. 69 RBI. Wow. So what's your question? I know there's no question. I just want to laugh at When they signed the... Con- when, no, before they even signed the contract, when word came out they were interested in signing Hosmer in the first place, I found it laughable because none of it made any sense. They weren't any; they weren't close to contending, and they had Will Myers at first base, who they moved in from the outfield because he was such a a, a horrible defensive <laughs> outfielder. So what did they do? They signed Hosmer for this big deal, bring him in, and have to move Hosmer. Uh, Myers back out to a position he's ill-fitted for. I hated it then. I'd say it was a bad day on Twitter. They did it, and I'm just here to laugh because, guys, you weren't close to anything last year. And you want to guess how many games they won this year or last year, 2018. Are they they picking second this year in the draft? I'm not telling you. Guess how many games they won. I'll tell you later. 64. 66. 60. Yeah. I'm getting closer and closer. You're these, good. They're picking one, tonight. two, three. They're picking fourth. Only the Marlins had a worse record in the National League. Mm-hmm. And only the Royals and the and Orioles. Orioles had the worst record in all baseball. So congratulations. You spent all that money on a guy just to finish with the fourth worst record. <laughs> in fact... Let's see. Did they give him a no trade clause? I'm sure they did. Were they dumb enough to give him a no trade clause? Come on, internet. Stop fighting me. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. He has a full no trade clause, but only for 2018, 19, and 20. Only. He has an opt-out available after 2022. Jeez. <laughs> so basically, it's a five-year five-year deal for $100 million. And then the other, what's that, $44 million he can opt into. Which, why wouldn't he? If he's going to be hitting like that. The, the... He'll be 33 in the first year he's opt-out. And he's already, he's tw- he'll go 29 going into next year. And he's already hitting like one of the worst hitters in baseball. And I said at the time, 
Eric Hosmer is not a superstar. He's a fine player. He's um, uh, what team were we talking about where they had the role players being superstar players? The Marlins. Mar- Mariners. Mariners. Sorry, the Mariners. He's a fine player. He's a player that you know he can be your third, fourth, fifth best player on a championship team. We see we've seen that with the Royals. He's not a superstar. He's not. He's not the guy who comes in and takes over and leads your team to victory. Mm-hmm. 100% right. I just I just wanted to talk about that cuz it was it was stupid when they were interested in him. It was stupid when when they signed him and not, it's even dumber now watching watching this. Watching it all unfold. Mm-hmm. Uh, dun, 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 dun. After Lance McCullers, Tommy John surgery, what do the Astros do about the rotation? Um Open up the checkbook for Morton for one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, hope that Whitley's ready. And so who's guaranteeing a rotation right now? Verlander and Cole. Mm-hmm. Morton. Resign him. Resign him. So Verlander and Cole. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh man, McHugh and Peacock are going to get shots. I think to be in a rotation. I think McHugh gets the first shot. Mm-hmm. I think you got to keep one of those two in, in the bullpen. Okay, so say Peacock stays in the bullpen. Josh James is definitely getting a shot. Yeah. If what? Josh, okay, well, if Josh James gets a shot, then I say. What did I say earlier? Relievers are just failed starters. You got to give him a chance to fail before you decide to make him a closer. Right. If you, if Josh James gets a shot, then I think you give Peacock a shot and you keep McHugh down there. I think McHugh, McHugh has a better track record of pitching, so I would give him the shot at being a starter first mm-hmm. over Peacock and then James and then. I don't think uh, Whitley comes up until after the Super 2 deadline or the All-Star break, somewhere around there. I think they came down. The other guy, BJ, was it Baracus? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, I'm calling him Baracus. He probably, I don't think he sees the Astros uniform to 2020. There have been rumors that the Astros were talking to the Mariners about old man Paxton. <laughs> I mean, if they want to make a splash, they could try to see if they can get Kluber or Carrasco or Bauer from the Indians. But you just had that ugly series with them. I don't know if that'll happen. So, really, the I understand that, but winning cures everything. Sure. So, I guess the main, the, really the main question is, if you have Verlander, Cole, James... Uh, McHugh, we'll say, oh, I'll go with McHugh. Go, I was going to say, we go with yours, man. Don't well, no, we'll, we'll look at yours. Mm-hmm. McHugh and, you know, a fifth guy. Is that rotation good enough to get back to the World Series? Because hmm. at this point, you have to, that's the question you have to ask. We're, this team is, is has been so good lately that it's not about just making the playoffs. It's about... Getting back to, getting back to the World Series. 
That team's definitely good enough to make the playoffs, and Luna will make trades during the middle of the season if they need to boost their starting rotation. <laughs> so while opening day it may not be it may not be strong enough to make it to um, the World Series by the end of the season, it will probably be a strength between what they have down the minor leagues and what they can trade for. Because don't forget, James, um, Josh James came out of nowhere yeah. last year. So, I'm, so you could it could be another Verlander situation we're looking at. Because mm-hmm. what if, like, say, the Giants have a season, every, everybody breaks down, and they still have um, oh, yeah. Bumgarner, Bumgarner out there oh, yeah. pitching. Or, hey, what say about the Mets? Syndergaard and uh, DeGrom. DeGrom. That would be nice, too. DeGrom, that... sneaky old. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the next question? I guess that one. Can you guess how many players the Rays currently have under contract? Out of a 25-man roster? Mm-hmm. Under contract, mm-hmm. uh, seventeen. Nope. How many? Just one. Snell, Kevin Kiermaier. What about Snell? Team control. Everybody else is either team control or arbitration. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I saw that the other day. I was like, I was trying to get their figures for. Uh, their cap situation and literally it came up with like I think it was like sixteen million dollars. Like, wait a minute, this can't be right. So I clicked on this like Kevin Kiermaier and his contract and everyone else's TC team control or ARB arbitration. I'm like, they really just shuffle these young guys in and out down in Tampa Bay, don't they? Yeah. Wow, sixteen million dollars. That's I think it's sixteen. You know what? That's Let me Tampa check. Bay Rays of old man. Fifteen years ago. That is unbelievable in this day, in this day and age. And only because 15 years ago seems so long ago at this point. Like, you know, when it comes, especially when it comes to baseball. When it comes to life, 15 years ago we were in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I lied. It's not even that much. It's 8 million. Wow. (laughs) That's even lower than their lowest. Back in the early 2000s when they first came on the scene. Because the total payroll allegation. You, look, for the next five years, it goes 8 million, 10 million, 11 million, 12 million, and 13. Well, uh, 13, well, we're going to we're gonna have to cut back. And that's all because of Kevin Kiermaier. As you can see, everybody else, team control, arbitration. And it goes all the way down. So he's gone. <laughs> he's got one more good year and he's gone. And then, like, they have buried figures like Evan Longoria is still paying off part of his contract, mm-hmm. but that doesn't show up under salary. The, oh, salary the payroll, cap. yeah. Payroll. I clicked on that. I was like, what the hell is going on? Wow. Now, no doubt that's going to increase as we get through arbitration and mm-hmm. they exchange figures for the team control and everything. But that... So they'll go from $8 million to 10 5. So I don't know. Wow. You know how you say that? What was their 
2018. Let's see, what, how much was it? Their salary for 2018? Mm-hmm. I'll guess $25 million. Total payroll, $68 million. Whew, wow. To, to cut $60 million. It's insane. Well, not cut. They just don't have any... They haven't exchanged figures, so there's no, there's no number there. There's no arbitration team control. You have to, it, a different number every year. So, uh, can we, as a baseball collective, press charges on whoever decided that Vlad Guerrero Jr. was not ready for the Major League Baseball? <laughs> yeah, there's there's got to be multiple grievances in this case. Look, as we saw from the the Asuna trial, I know nothing about Canadian law. But I would like to sue someone <laughs> for deciding that Vlad Guerrero Jr. was not ready for Major League Baseball. That made no sense whatsoever. Well, you know, he'll be up this coming year and, and you know, all all will be right with the world. Blue Jays, 73-89 last year. They were a middling team. If you're going to be a middling team, at least bring up the hot the. Your next superstar. Let's have some fun with it. If you're gonna suck, at least bring up the new guys so we can see what you got. But no, you you rather care about goddamn arbitration or this contract six Extra years from years. now? Yeah, no, I. That's what I. That's how I look at it. Especially if you're a terrible team, you know. Let him get the experience now when when it doesn't count. Get the experience. Sell some more jerseys. Sell some more tickets. Do something except worried about what your cap's going to look like six years from now. Breathe breathe some life into your organization. Especially if you're a GM. You may not be around six years from now. That's true, too. So stop worrying about what what could happen and worry about what is happening. Bring them up. You're You're overestimating your own job security. Uh, how serious should we take the talk that the Yankees are having about staying under the luxury tax? Um, reports came out like the Steinbrenners like because the how the luxury tax goes, you go over it, you get penalized, you go over it multiple years, the penalty grows, and that money goes to the to the, I think it's the fifteen teams. With the sales, um, the salary under a certain number, and basically the Steinbergs come out and say we're tired of funding other other teams to defeat us. <laughs> so how serious should we take the Yan- the Yankees' avoidance of the luxury tax? Um, I would on a scale of one to ten, I would say a four, because at the end of the day, they're they're. They're no longer George Steinbrenner's Yankees, but they're still the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And the Yankees are always going to find a way. And even if that means going over a little bit, or even more than a little bit, they'll, they'll do it. Because, like I said, winning, winning cures all. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott, one to, one to ten, I'm with you. Four, maybe even a three. It's like, 
You have a chance to win a title. You have a chance to go get Machado. Machado, you have a chance to get Harper. You can um, go get Corbin. And you're worried about the damn luxury tax? You're the Yankees. You're not like 29 other teams. Right. It's like a world without the Yankees spending is a is a weird-ass world. <laughs> world. Uh, and and, and important, oh. more importantly, it's like, it's not like they're spending... Um, Uh, they're they're spending wisely, I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, there's no more thirty two year old guys getting eight eight year contracts. Mm-hmm. You know, there's they're taking on on salaries for guys who are still in their twenties. You know, who are starting out big contracts now, but you know they're looking at now like they're twenty four, twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a wise structure that they've got going on you know they've they've learned from their mistakes I feel like and still have the ability to spend like they used to yeah spend the damn money you got it stay in New York congratulations you're the new GM of the New York Mets what are your first three moves first three moves mm-hmm. um I guess trade Degrom, trade Syndergaard, and uh, go into hiding for a couple weeks <laughs> after you've made those trades, just because the heat's gonna be it's gonna get pretty hot. But you know, just a little time to let it cool off, and you'll be fine. Because if you trade those two guys, I mean, that's all you got. You can get the most for those two. That's true. So, me, my first my first move is go to ownership and ask them, are you serious about hiring me? Or are you going to let me do what I have to do? Mm-hmm. Because you guys have been cheap ever since that goddamn Bernie Madoff pyramid scheme <laughs> came out. So I need to know, do you, are you going to be serious and let me do the moves I need to do? And they say yes, then I'm going to go. So Jacob DeGrand, he still has two more years of arbitration. Definitely first move would see, had him his Cy Young Award, take the pictures. As soon as I leave the podium, I'm taking every phone call from every team to see what I can get from him. 100%. I'm going to uh, Wheeler and Syndergaard and say, hey, guys, you're going to be, I don't know if you can be the ace. Either one you could be ace, but we're going to find out because we're going to put the ball in your hand and we're going to see if you guys can make it, you know, 25 to 30 starts. Mm-hmm. And if not, you're going to have to go to the bullpen or we're going to trade you too. And then my next move would be to go down to the manager office and say, hey, Michael Conforto, he's playing every every game. No more no more of this. Will he won't he should he needs he needs the damn experience. We need him out there. We can't be killing this kid's confidence anymore. Yeah. 
And then I'm trying to see if somebody would trade for a Suspendus who makes $29 million <laughs> this year and next year. Good luck with that. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, the brute, we're rebuilding. David Wright's contract's coming out. The books as he reti- retired. We got a bunch of guys that are going to arbitration. I'm also trying to see if I can frame Jay Bruce for murder to get him off my salary cap. Fourteen million dollars this year and next year. Wow. And then like we're gonna rebuild. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kept scrolling down and I saw retired retained slash buried payroll figures and the first name was Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> They're paying him forever. Forever, dude. He's probably gonna die before that, before he gets all of his money. Oh god, I know I'm tired. That was funny shit. I was not expecting. It. Um, let's see. How many questions? I think I got two more questions left. Yeah, this one's this one's going. Yeah, we're almost at two hours. Uh, <laughs> oh god. Here's a question I didn't want to ask. Can Boston repeat? I'm gonna say. No, because I've got faith in my. I want to have. I want to have faith in my team. You know, my hometown Astros, to get get back to get healthy, mm-hmm. and you know reclaim their rightful place as top dogs in the in a, the AL, the American League. As I I listen to your answer, I was thinking: Is there any team from the National League that really scares you? No. Was, and we talked about this at the beginning of the season. There was no team that scared me. Because we were, at the time, the defending champs. Like, you know, we were that good and we had every reason to not be afraid of anybody. Because they had to prove that they were better than us. And, you know, if that means, if, if by that, if, if that means Boston actually did it, you know, I'm I'm still gonna be skeptical because this team wasn't hundred percent. Okay. And it might sound like a, it might sound hypocritical or you know, whatever. But you know that's the reality is that this team was not at full strength. Otherwise, I think it would have been a different series. And, be lo- and I think you'd be looking at a different World Series champ for 2018. Yo, speaking of different series, you saw a story about the Astros attempting to trade for Bryce Harper. Yeah. And apparently ownership was on, the Nats ownership was the only thing that stopped it. Mm-hmm. What was it? Do you remember what the trade was? Uh, the the number eight. Was it? Baracus? Baracus and... Was it Valverez? Framber? Yeah. Oh, my phone has disappeared. Yeah, it was like three, three or four prospects. Oh, my phone's gone. It's gone. It's forever gone. Never seen. Oh, never mind. I found it. I mean, it would have been awesome for us to make that deal. And it uh, would have cost... That much, really. J.B. Bukalkas. Bukalkas. We keep calling Baracus. 
Rukakis. Rukowskis. Rukowskis. Um, Garrett Stubbs. Snub. And some other pitcher. Right. I can't believe you called it dude Bacacus or the oh. You said B A, but it was J B. Uh, that's that's the funnier part. B A because it sounds like B A Baracus. You know B A Baracus was right. Yes, A team. I might played just by. Oh, Mr. T. Mr. T. I might just I, I might just call him that for the rest of his career. Um. <laughs> um. Look. At this point, I don't blame. I don't blame Washington for nixing the deal only because they're you know they're they're showing that they want to resign him, you know, and they don't want to take any chance of not resigning him. You know, it's it's Harper or bust for them, mm-hmm. so they're not interested in it. They weren't unless they take my plan. <laughs> they weren't interested in anybody at that point for Harper. You know, they were only interested in Harper, so. You know, commend him for that, you know, for not taking that risk of souring the relationship. And Imagine if Harper gets straight to the Astro and he, and he goes on a, a 2014 Beltran-like run. Then Jeff Luna would be running down the corridor, knocking people over with a contract in his hands during the World Series. Trying no, to I think then Washington offers him $500 million just to make sure he gets back. They offer him. They offer him the presidency. <sighs> okay, so no team worries you in the East. I mean, yeah, in the National League, correct? No, not correct. That's correct. Man, I really feel like the Astros, the Red Sox, and the Yankees are only three teams that can win the championship. Mm-hmm. Unless, unless the Dodgers break through. Right. Oh, original question was can. Boss repeat. They can. They probably won't. They haven't been a, a repeat champion since, what, the Yankees? Almost 18, 19 years ago? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah, so I don't think they'll repeat. Just the odds. Alright, last question. Final question of the night. It was my favorite question. If you pick the best players from the Twins, Royals, White Sox, and Tigers, could they beat the Indians in a seven-game series? The best players from those teams? Yep. The Twins, White Sox. Twins, Royals, White Sox, Tigers. Basically every other team in the AL Central. Can they beat? No. They just don't have the pitching. <laughs> I, made a, I made a roster. A 25-man roster. There's, there's offense amongst those teams, but there's just not enough pitching. You ready to hear it? Yeah. Catchers, Salvador Perez, Kansas City. First base, Jose Abreu from the White Sox. Second, Witt Merrifield. Kansas City. Kansas City. Third base, uh, some of this is hard because I, I took this from fan graphs and I was like, oh wait, these guys aren't on the team anymore. So it was really Eduardo Escobar. But then he got traded, and it was Mike Mukakis. Then I found out he got traded. It was Sakis, sorry. And then it was... Nick Castellanos? He's on a team, but he's in right field. Okay. They moved him to third base because he's Arrow City. Jameer Candelaro? Mm Mm-hmm. Detroit? Candelario? 
repeat that? Candelario? Candel Candelario. Thank you. Uh, shortstop. Modesti from Kansas City. Modesty? Modesty. Damn, I ain't screwing up tonight. Raul Modesty Jr. Yep. Left field, Eddie Rosario from Minnesota. Center field, Max Kepler from Minnesota. Right field, like you said, Nick Castellanos. Castellanos. Damn, these are hard-ass names from Detroit. And the DH, a guy that we forgot about because he didn't play to us this year. Miguel Cabrera. No Yohan Moncado? Bench players. Moncado made the infield bench. Jose Iglesias. Backup catcher Omar Navars? Chicago. And Leonis Martin Detroit. Who's the catcher? The starting catcher? Uh, Salvador Perez. So after Sally and Abreu, it's like... This isn't even... This isn't even a game. It's a well. Which Mer- uh, Merrifield? He was good. Had a good year this year. And Miguel Cabrera. Miguel Cabrera. Nick Castellanos. Yeah, I still would put my money on Cleveland. That pitch. Yo, was- the pitching work goes bad. All right, starting pitcher Jose Barrios. Okay. Uh, Kyle Gibson, both from Minnesota. Yeah. Matthew Bird from Detroit. Jake Odorizzi from Minnesota. Ronaldo Lopez from the, um, the White Sox. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going... Uh, yeah. Not even a... Michael Fulmer? Huh? Michael Fulmer didn't make the list. I went by War, and he was not the top... He wasn't even top six. Because oh. Brad Keller from Kansas City and Taylor Rogers from Minnesota, they were both better pitchers than him, so I had to put them in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And even them, that did not help me. Uh, uh, Joe Jimenez from Detroit... Zach Duke, Minnesota. What was that? Jace Fly from the White Sox. Those are those are your uh, reliever. Seth Man, Joaquin Soria, closer for Fernando Rodney. And I'm going. I'm still going. Cleveland. Indians in five. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe even sweep. What? When I made that, I was like, oh, well, the, their hitting's good, you know. I mean, they're probably a little weak up the middle, but, you know, they'll make it happen. And, you know, they got some decent bench pieces. Woo, that pitching staff is <laughs> terrible. That's the best out of four freaking teams, and it's bad. Yeah. yeah it's all about Cleveland in that division. Yeah. For foreseeable future. Yeah. Well, unless they decide to blow it up for some stupid reason. Like, their fans don't come out to the damn games. Come on, Cleveland. What else you got to do? Like, working your warehouses to catch your lake that caught on fire for some odd reason. Alright. I am baseballed out. We went over two hours. It's past midnight. I'm good until spring training. (laughs) Me too. Unless something big happens. Mm. When Harper and Machado and Keiko land somewhere. Oh, where do you think Keiko's going? Um, I kind of like your Washington theory. Washington? Yeah. Right, I'm sticking with Washington. Is he Houston? Uh, Houston, Washington, but I'm going Washington. I think he's gone. Uh, Patrick Corbin? Um, I want to say the Cubs. Like I said, I think the Cubs need to start... 
looking towards the future with their pitching. Mm-hmm. And, and Corbett's still young enough, right? He's or If he's 30, then maybe not. <laughs> I think Patrick Corbett is 20, 27. 27 or 28. That's just my... Who can Google it first? The internet has failed me once again. Patrick Corbin, starting pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. 29. Okay, so... Sneaky old! Sneaky old, so... I'll say either... If if Keuchel doesn't wind up in Washington, I'll say Washington for Corbin. And if Keuchel does go to Washington... Then I say uh, Philly will... Get him. We'll go after him. All right. Corbin, I think he's going to... Um... Sorry, I'm trying to spell. Uh, New York. He was a fan of uh, the, the Yankees, and I think that's where he's going. Ah, okay. Anybody else big? Oh, have we talked about the rumor the Astros were interested in... Um... Uh, what's his name? Plays on the Marlins, on the Mariners. No, uh, Seager, Cruz, Nelson. Yeah. Oh well, for DH. Thoughts? Um, in a trade. I believe he's a free agent. A free agent. Yeah. I mean, Gaddis is a threat, but. Cruz has been a longer lasting threat at DH. Power hitter, you know, power hitting threat. Yeah, he's a free agent, 38 years old, or will be 38 going into next year. Yeah, and you could probably get him cheaper than Gaddis at this point. This could be on that Morton, say one year 10 mm-hmm. with a option from 2020. Yeah. Right, I'm good with that. Uh, I can't think of any more Astros moves. I can't either. You're dead tired. You're looking I'm tapped out. I see it in your eyes. You're dead man. You're dead inside. All right, we're done here. It was fun. It's good talking baseball. Yeah, baseball is definitely my favorite sport. You can tell. Yeah. So we will be back next week with something. Yeah. You know what? Let's nerd out next week. Let's talk about comic books. What, what are you reading? Nothing. But I'm watching show. I'm watching shows. Then let's do that. Let's do an update on show on yeah. comic shows. We'll talk about the Netflix ones, the one on TV. We'll, we'll Euro step over Gotham because I don't think either one of us watched that. I do. It just hasn't come back yet. Oh, it's the love s- yourself. The final season starts in January. So. Okay. So we'll nerd out next week. We'll talk about comic books. We'll talk about shows, and. Uh, Unless something major happens, we'll do that. All right. Anything else for you, my man? Rest easy, Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Stan Lee. Sadness. That's it. All right. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. You can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean service. Um, I'm going to try to get on Stitcher. See if we can get there. Uh, something tells me it will take longer for us to get qualified there than it did on Spotify. But I'm going to try. Uh, Leo's reviews, five-star reviews, we will read them on air. Four-star reviews will be ignored because I think you're just a hater. 
All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.